0: Okay, we're back.
1: Okay, so. What
0: was the last thing that just happened? He
1: killed the fucking dog.
0: Killed it. oh God, how did I forget? Okay, go ahead.
1: So he kills the dogs. The dog pretends like nothing happened and um, Ellen is scared shitless now. Um, Susan has gone back to school for, uh, gone back to Ohio for school, but she makes frequent trips home um, and that makes Jerry have zero interest in his wife and children now. Totally. Pretty much. Uh, In November 1980, Ellen tells Jerry, Make up your fucking mind. Me and the children are bachelor life or Or these side hoes. Yeah. She gives him until Christmas to decide. And um, though she doesn't outright demand a divorce because she thinks he'll freak out, she basically says, that's what's coming. So Jerry's pissed that she demands this, becomes icy cold, doesn't meet her demands, and uh, doesn't give an answer by the deadline. But then in January 1981, a month later, he says... I'm going off to medical school and Ellen's like, okay, cool. Bye bitch. I'm divorcing your ass
0: later. Punk bitch. Yep.
1: So she um, starts the divorce proceedings. Jerry is ordered to make child support payments and is allowed to visit Debbie and Donna. Uh, The house is sold, but Jerry doesn't get any of it because all the proceeds go to the support of the family. (laughs) So he can't go to medical school Jerry swears in court that he's broke to try to get out of the child support payments. No,
0: no, no. I'm broke.
1: Mm-hmm. But he goes out and buys a new, a brand new car. Smooth. Yep. The divorce is finalized in April. Ellen and the girls move to Long Island. Jerry goes to Ohio and lives temporarily with Susan and... Or, excuse me. Jerry moves in temporarily with Susan and her family. And in that June, they relocate to Ohio. So... He's now done with Ellen, in with Susan, they're in Ohio, and she's continuing continuing her studies, um, and he prepares to enter college again. She, But be- he's still
0: got to pay for the kids.
1: Uh, no, because he said that he doesn't have any money and is able to argue it somewhat. Oh,
0: so that worked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, somewhat. So... Okay. Go for, ahead. for now
1: it worked gotcha. because I'm going back to school. Um, Susan began preparing for their wedding because she figured that's where they're headed. She's a third year student, would be out of school soon. And, you know, that seemed to be naturally the direction they're moving in, even though he has just gotten divorced. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After graduation, Susan went to work at Wright State University while Jerry studied biomedical science he wouldn't be a, a doctor, but he would. Uh, well, he wouldn't be a physician, but he could still be addressed as Doctor Hightower if he finished the H uh, Ph.D. program, which is just as good.
0: Is it? It's that is whole it thing where
1: it's like, oh, you have your Ph.D. You need to call me Doctor, and it's like,
0: Wait, oh, 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 I'm I'm not ever he, gonna do that. Can you
1: save my life? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's
0: your name, Jerry? Big Jer? Big okay, Jer? That's what I'm calling you.
1: Yeah. So, on July 10th, 1982, Jerry and Susan are married. On the bride's ring finger was that fucking diamond.
0: Third time's a charm, right? Third time's
1: a charm. This this time, the only difference was it was in a different setting.
0: It was in a different setting?
1: Yeah, it was the diamond ring. It was just a different... uh, (coughs) It was the diamond. The stone was the same. The ring was different.
0: Ring was different. Oh, but he just keeps pulling the expensive part out Pretty and like moving it.
1: Yeah. Well, the first two are the same. The first two were the, the same. Were the same. This you. one's a different ring. Um, it needed some updating, apparently. Well,
0: it's probably a fat finger, little finger <laughs> <or> situation. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, maybe. Um, the couple went right back to their studies, but soon Jerry um, tried to shift his way into the center of Susan's world. They bought a house.
0: It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I'm with her. She's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing. Hey, what are you doing over there? Oh, I'm working. Well, well, yeah but what are you doing like you want to get like a house or something no god damn it i'm working what yeah. the fuck go find something to do i thought you wanted to be a doctor doctors don't buy fucking houses yep. and impregnate bitches yep. like as their thing to do yeah. because you're not doing anything else yeah doctors do that after they're doctors yeah it's like okay you, you know what i'm gonna do i think i'm gonna buy a fucking house with all my doctor you money. know what he needs you know, to I'm do? Probably gonna have some kids you're just doing all the life shit and then not come not coming through with the hard part. The um the what problem is
1: is that he did not have Grey's Anatomy to watch. Is that it? Yeah. Is I mean, that that, is that really shows the struggle a s- of being a doctor? That's his
0: sole problem. <laughs> yeah. Especially in those later seasons when you get caught on airplanes that are going down <laughs> and shit.
1: That's just yeah. normal
0: doctor shit.
1: Yeah, it's just everyday doctor shit. Um, the yeah. So they buy a house, but the situation takes second place to his studies. It's
0: so annoying that he keeps yeah putting himself in like ruining these girls these women's this, lives yeah it
1: really really yeah. is annoying um and it's, yeah so it, the, the home always took second place to his studies not just hers their oh, yes. studies yeah uh and that's when he finds out that his quote-unquote stepfather james is dying of cancer and he finds himself surprised by how upset he is at this news he hasn't spoken or seen James in over a decade, but is pissed that he never gets the chance to sit down with James, prove to him all the ways he's a better man than him, and brag about all of his life accomplishments. So
0: he's, like, he's like, he can't die before he knows how much better I am than him.
1: Yep, but he did. Fuck! Yes. Yeah, so Jerry was pissed <laughs> that he couldn't call his uh, his father and brag about his uh so He has to go to the under- funeral
0: now and like, get up in front of him and be like... He would run four miles a day. Me, six. <laughs> there. Now you all know I'm, I am better. Yep,
1: yeah, exactly. Thank, thank you
0: and good night. Thank you and good night. Also, I make more money.
1: Yeah. It, what's up?
0: What's up? Actually, I don't. Sorry. I'm a doctor. I'm not. Am I? No. Am I?
1: No. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Um. Yeah. So that annoyed him for a short period of time until April 1984 when Susan gave birth to their son, John, and that obviously made life worse in that house. It did. Yeah. Um, instead of being the go getter that she said Jerry had been, uh, uh, I don't know when he's ever been a go getter, but okay. Um, he now just was propped up in a chair doing nothing but watching TV all day and all night. He is. So, yep. Susan was at fault for everything. He, Jerry claimed she couldn't do anything right, including housekeeping, taking care of their child, making them money. Uh, any of that. And he never w- made a move to assist her with anything. It's <laughs> again, kind of it's a like so
0: weird. It's like you're not doing shit. <laughs> well, you haven't done shit for weeks. <coughs> yeah, but you're not doing shit. Yeah. yeah, but you're not either. Yeah, but you like, nah, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I'm going to I'm going to argue this until the fucking house burns down. So what are you doing, bitch?
1: Exactly. He was it's,
0: it's so crazy. That's never the case. No,
1: never the case. He was calm and polite to Susan in public, but once they were home, he constantly accused her of cheating on him or trying to leave him. Oh,
0: how gross is that? You're mm-hmm. like in public. And you're like, oh, yeah, pretty nice. Pretty nice little Saturday we got going. Okay, great.
1: See you later. When uh-huh. you
0: get home, you're like, oh, bitch, I told you not to fucking look at him. Yeah. How many times did I tell you not to look at him?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gross. I can't
0: believe this, bitch, friend. I cannot believe this.
1: Yeah, he said that he had to keep a tight rein on her. Susan was confused because that wasn't the Jerry she had dated, and definitely wasn't the man she had married. So she welcome didn't to, know where that came from.
0: Welcome to um,
1: Ellen's life.
0: Post busted one in you, Jerry life. Yeah, this is how he rolls. Once he gets
1: one in you. Yeah. In 1985, things went from worse to even. More worse. I don't know what you say there. Uh,
0: Warsaw? Warsaw. It went to Warsaw.
1: Derry published his master master thesis, dedicating the book to his mother, Susan, and his children, stating, for they had to do without while I succeeded. But succeeded he did not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because though his thesis was accepted and he passed the written exam by only a slight margin... He had to take oral and written examinations for the Ph.D. program, things he wasn't going to be able to charm himself through in his writing and, you know, test taking was not the strongest. So it was though his thesis was accepted and they're like, "Okay, that's great. Thank you. The next step, though, you're definitely not passing. No. And once he realized that, he's like, uh, I'm a little stressed now. I've got to figure out how to get around that one.
0: Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, he's got to uh, pass this test, or he can't play foosball tomorrow. Can't play
1: the foosball. Uh, Susan now pregnant with the couple's second child.
0: Awesome, always good to get a second one in there.
1: Yep, one just like your man. Uh huh. One March morning, she took John to daycare early, like she normally does, then go went to school herself. While leaving Jerry to finish up his morning routine, head out, um, leaving him to lock up the house. She goes to class when she's, you know, there for a little while when she receives a phone call from a neighbor saying that her house is on fire. Susan desperately tries to find Jerry, but he's nowhere to be found on campus. So she goes to the daycare to pick up their son and tries Jerry again from there. She calls again back to the school. Yeah. He's finally at the school. Um, she speaks to him. He meets her at the house where they both watches the fire department attempts to save their, you know, their home. Um, after everything's, you know, done, said and done, they state that the fire started in the basement as a result of spontaneous combustion caused by a bag of fertilizer and an open can of motor oil. The fire... Combined with uh, fire department efforts, obviously left the home in shambles, but luckily, structural-wise, there were few problems and all could be repaired, and the insurance company wrote a check to the couple.
0: Hmm. Sounds fishy.
1: This also will sound uh, fishy. because, Because of the fire, Jerry was able to postpone taking the examinations that he knew he couldn't pass. Um.
0: Damn. And
1: was given more time to prepare. <laughs>
0: Damn, got the, uh, my grandma died.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Excuse. Got the Zach Morris phone in.
1: Yep. So the couple also needed to look at their finances. Um, all, you know, they all, they had student loans, a mortgage. Uh, the hospital bills are piling up. Jerry's GI bill is no longer available and even a loan from Susan's sister isn't enough money to kind of check, you know, get them back into place. Um so when they receive the check from the insurance company, Jerry said, "Well, you know, that fire was almost a welcome to relief." And it's like, "Oh, this is a coincidence."
0: Oh, do you hear the words coming out of your mouth? Yeah.
1: The family moved into an apartment while the house was being repaired. Before leaving, Jerry stacked all the remaining belongings in the middle of the living room, saying, quote unquote, it's safer this way. Whatever that means. (laughs) Two weeks later, in the middle of the night, the Hightowers received a phone call from the fire department. Wouldn't you know it? No. No. Another fire has struck this house. I hope
0: they're playing the fucking lottery.
1: This time it's substantial. Yes, I hope so. Uh, arson investigators were brought in this time and they declared that the flames had been deliberately set this time in four different places in the cellar. They found a couple of gas cans nearby, which just happened to Did have like, Jerry's fingerprints on them. So that worked
0: one time. So now he thinks that he'll turn burning his house into his new job. No, no. like oh this is like i'll just do this every three or four months this is gonna be awesome
1: no it wasn't it wasn't enough money but also he didn't get enough of a postponement we'll get into it (laughs) um so So it was
0: to get it was to get money plus more time
1: yeah so another odd thing about this fire everything that had been stacked in the living room because it'll be safer Well, that was all their, like, remaining belongings, but a lot of it was his shit. Yeah, all stolen before the fire was set. Oh, was it? Mm Mm-hmm. Convenient. Yes. Jerry, you're
0: you're not smart.
1: (laughs) You're not very good, Jerry. So, later that night, the couple was escorted to the police station for questioning. Uh, The authorities wanted Jerry to take a lie detector test. He refused, saying he had been asleep in the apartment, when the fire started, his wife could vouch for him, and that was enough proof he had done nothing wrong. They still considered him a suspect, but no charges were filed, and this time, the couple got an even bigger check from the insurance company.
0: Oh, noise! Payday.
1: yep. Jerry's professors, um, of course, were then, oh my god, my house burned down again. Like Again! I, 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 now, this time... All my stuff was lost. My notes, my books, my research material. I don't have anything. How can I prepare for the exam without those? It's like it
0: happened so soon after the last fire. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, all the fucking neighbors are like, do you want like another apple pie? Or should I, do you want a different thing this time? We were going to bring you.
1: Like I'm kind of, I did like, I just did that for him like two weeks ago.
0: It burn again?
1: Yeah, burn again.
0: I'm not making them another baked good.
1: No. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think he
0: did it this time.
1: Yeah. It's like when, uh, when Ross and Rachel are like, we didn't get a, we didn't get an engagement gift. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so he says, look, I lost everything. I can't study for the exams. And the professors are like, that's convenient. That's interesting. You need more time yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say, you're just going to keep
0: burning your weird. house until someone's like, you know what? Fuck the exam. It just seems like you're too busy with the house. Here's your degree here seems to think
1: what he i think he thought that he was just going to get in the program through sympathy
0: yeah that's how that works like he's done
1: enough just let him in people want you
0: operating on them because uh sympathy someone felt bad for them
1: (laughs) yeah so either way once the question the professor started questioning him he decided you know what never mind i'll just quit school I'll just be done.
0: Hey, you got to take this test now. I do? Yeah, like right now. This is the last chance. I, you know, I'm not feeling it. I think I'm just going to, I'm going to stop. I'm going to quit. I'm going to go. Yep. In
1: July 1985, Susan gave birth to their second son, Robert. Um, She loved her children, but the marriage was obviously going downhill quick and it didn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. Jerry, having quit school, takes 1,500 of their small. Amount of money left. Oh, Jerry. goes to yeah. Chicago to attend a get rich quick uh, course. With he returns. Yep, he returns and tells Susan, "Our worries are over. I'm going into business for myself."
0: He sells to two people, and then they sell to two people. It's going to be great, baby. Yeah,
1: he's actually going into uh, trading commodities, which is not something you uh, you don't go into financial trading. When you don't know anything about it,
0: you don't know anything and about shit. You don't have any money. Only thing he's good at is cleaning restaurants.
1: <laughs> yes, that's the only thing. By 1980, 1980- oh, and busting nuts and chicks. oh, you're right. You got to give him that. Really
0: good at that one too.
1: Yeah. So the next year, 1986, paperwork was drawn up to create the Investors Guild of Dayton, where members chipped in more than a hundred thousand dollars for Jerry to use as seed money in trading commodities. The minimum investment was a. $3,000, and Jerry was supposed to report each month on how they were doing.
0: You have all been bamboozled. Yep. The
1: rest were both uh, were supposed to sit back and wait while the money just came in. For six months, things seemed to be good. The reports were filled with great news. Everything seemed to be working just as Jerry said. But then one of the members asked for some of his money. He said, hey, I kind of need to um, cash out. And Jerry said, Sorry, all the liquid funds are uh, invested, and I can't give you that money right now. And the guild, a week or two later, throws a picnic, and Jerry doesn't show up. uh Oh, he's the only one who doesn't show up. And who's paying for this picnic? Um, I'm assuming the investors. Right. On. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so during the party, they all start talking about Jerry and the bamboozlement, and you know whatnot about. Uh, what all has been going on with, you know, like, oh, well, he's giving us reports. Everything seems to be good. But then he says the money's all invested. But that's not quite what we talked about. And he can't just like, cash out and give this guy funds.
0: We want our money. Well,
1: they start talking about how, well, we need to at least, <clears throat> maybe we need to bring somebody else in. Uh, so they call Jerry and they say, hey, things aren't really working out and we'd like you to hand over everything. And Jerry says, oh, well, I'd be glad to do that. But um, just to inform you now, most of the money is gone.
0: Uh, Which, what, what, what? of course, some of
1: the members saw coming. Yeah, because yeah. he
0: spent it all on wolf condoms.
1: Yep, definitely. Um, When confronted by the group... Sorry, there's something weird going on outside our house. I'm
0: going to go look. Hold on one sec.
1: Do right. so you want me to stop it? No. I'm going to stop it.
0: All, All right. right, sorry, there's some asshole outside cleaning his car with his radio on to 11 and a half.
1: Like, directly outside of our apartment. Right outside
0: the crib. Yeah. So, um, I know you're not going to hear that, but it's annoying as shit to us. Yeah, yeah. But we're back.
1: It sounded like somebody was playing radio down yeah, at the like basement like, of our stairs. Yeah, it definitely yeah.
0: sounded like they're at the bottom of our fucking yeah. stairs.
1: Uh, so, anyway. Thank when, you, guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, asshole. Um, so, Jerry, they say, hey... Peace out. Give us our shit. And he says, sorry, there's no money. Uh, when confronted, the group, you know, they're like, hey, you stole it from us. You lied to us. He said, I didn't steal it. You lost it. You got nothing. You've got nothing on me. Especially since what the investors didn't know is that he didn't even have a license to trade commodities. It's
0: like, okay, well, if we lost it all, show us the paperwork and shit of where exactly it was lost. And
1: that's what he did. Um, after all was said and done, there was only 200. of the original...
0: 100 Gs? Yep.
1: They could do very little except take a settlement, which was $22,000 and in the form of a second mortgage. So that's basically all that they got out of the fact that he lost them...
0: Sweet Jesus. Yeah,
1: $100,000. It
0: is shocking no one has murdered this man. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, um, like, I mean, agreed. directly
0: after that happened. Uh, you lost it. Uh, uh, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah,
1: that's kind of worth a stab, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I t- he wants to take one for the team. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'll volunteer. Because there
0: is a, about to be another murder. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so he decided to pack up the family and move to Rhode Island. But before he left, he filled out the necessary paperwork and received an actual license as a broker so he could make money up there doing the same thing that he just failed yeah. in Ohio.
0: All right, I'm off to go fuck another group of people.
1: Yep, pretty much. Um, they went to live with Susan's parents and... And uh, Jerry set up his business plan, despite the fact that there, you know, there was already financial trouble within America at the time and a recession was on the way. Um, but he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll start trading stuff. Perfect. And I've already done it well before. Susan was happy to be home. Um, basically, she had, was now in fear of her husband. Um, he would come home either happy and charming or come home, criticize, yell at her. Um, she had no way of knowing which one was going to show up on what day. And, um, she was kind of happy to be around her, her parents so she could have some normalcy. Yeah. Before the year was out, Jerry had created Hightower investments and rented an office, but had, I zero- thought he didn't like that name. Well,
0: what the fuck Jerry? Yeah. I don't like it. I oh, like good it. name for a company though. So, uh, now I like it. Yeah.
1: He had zero clients, um, until he got them, Susan's parents said that they would pay the bill.
0: So now, not only
1: is the entire family living with them, but they're also paying for his office. But then 1987 comes and goes without Jerry earning enough money to support the family. And Susan says, okay, enough's enough. She calls a family meeting and all agree... Jerry, you need to get a steady job because a paycheck is long overdue and my parents have been taking care of us for over a year now and paying your rent while you do nothing.
0: Yeah, and you're not going to be like, what are you doing? Because some people just simply don't play that shit, even though you've been giving them money for a year. So you have been playing that shit. Well,
1: Jerry said, no, 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 no. It would be crazy to bail out right now. I'm right on the cusp of making us a bunch of money. So, like, you should let me stay because I'm about to bring in this large commission.
0: Hell yeah. So
1: Susan's parents- And we all
0: believe you because you've done so much with (coughs) your life thus far. Yep.
1: So Susan's parents agreed to continue supplying the couple with money for their expenses. There
0: you go. And
1: Susan went out and found work herself and she quickly um, took over, it was actually her mother's old position, um, as secretary at the uh, uh, congregational church that they went to. So Susan grew sick of Jerry's obviously broken promises and being penniless and living with her parents and depending on them for everything. And it grew worse when Jerry, again, started accusing her of having affairs with everyone. (laughs)
0: Like, you need a fucking job to keep your mind busy. Yep. It's like, I don't need this broke-ass buster telling me that i'm like cheating on him yeah yeah exactly when i get home from work
1: yeah no I don't need that shit. Get
0: the fuck out of here.
1: Jerry said that he did everything for the good of everyone but himself, that he was a hard worker who ran ran his own business. He coached their son's soccer teams. He actively participated in church. He assisted with the uh, the youth group. He taught Sunday school, and he also worked with troubled teens providing counsels. Why would you feel the need to cheat on me?
0: She doesn't. That's why she's not. So, where is this coming from? Also, Sunday school? Uh, Kill me if I had to go to that Sunday school with that dude?
1: Yeah. Um, But they stuck it out. And in 1989, things looked kind of bright for the uh, Hightower future when Jerry meets Ernest Brendan, Brindle, excuse me, Brindle. Uh, He's a successful attorney who was introduced to Jerry by a mutual friend. Ernest and Jerry had a lot in common. They began to socialize. Um, Jerry eventually offered to do some handiwork around his, uh, Ernest's house. Hand stuff. Hand stuff. Um, he accepts this and the friendship increases over time. Um, by the summer of 1990, they were such good friends that they took their families on joint vacations together. Gross. Yeah. Uh, by the way... Because, you
0: know, he was, like, around them while everyone's hanging. He's probably, like, Mr. Cool as fuck. And then he's a complete jerk off once they're behind closed doors oh, and yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, God, can you just imagine his yeah. fake ass?
1: Yeah. So, Ernie goes by the nickname, Ernest goes by the nickname Ernie. So, I'm going to refer to him as Ernie from now on. Big Ern. Big Ern. So, um, obviously, he was someone who Jerry looked up to because he had everything Jerry didn't. Uh, money, uh, respectful job.
0: Yeah. Uh, a history of working hard at things. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Wh- where do you think all these things come from that these people have? You idiot.
1: Yep. Yep. In January, 1991, after church one day, Jerry approached Susan's sister and said, Hey, I have something I need to talk to you about. He pulled her aside and told her the following story. I lost some money to the mafia and bad investments, and now they're threatening to hurt Susan and the children if I don't repay them. Sweet
0: Jesus, this dude.
1: He She said, well, how much? And he said 7000 <clears> And Jerry said, they want the money by noon tomorrow. It was almost all the money that Susan's sister had but she feared for her sister and nephew's lives. So she handed it over. God. He gave her uh, a letter on stationery that detailed the information he just told her, told her to keep it somewhere safe and only bring it out. If something quote unquote happens, he also made her promise not to tell Susan or her parents about the conversation. And Susan's sister said after that, Jerry never spoke to her again. And she absolutely never saw that money.
0: Shocked. Yeah. Shock face.
1: face. Yeah. So, Um, everything seems to be going at least decently well for the family and Jerry and Ernie are hanging out all the time. He's able
0: to, um, squeeze money out of people in different ways. Mm -hmm. So things are, things are going well.
1: And what he's been doing with Ernie this entire time is being a friend. But what Ernie doesn't know is that Jerry always has a second action. Trying to
0: jack his shit.
1: And about this time is when he starts, uh pushing it he says he tries to convince ernie to invest a small amount of money so that jerry can buy equipment for his business um but the investment was a bust uh it was not a good situation and ernie was like not sure if i'm gonna loan you any more money because i definitely didn't see any return in that yeah it's Um, also
0: weird when like you have all this nice (laughs) shit and money and this person that doesn't have shit it's like hey man I'm gonna hook you up. Yeah. Well, as you can see, I'm, I'm already, already hooked, hooked up, up and you super aren't. <laughs> so take yeah. your dumb fucking idea and step.
1: Yep. Um Ernie didn't think much of it because it was it was like two thousand dollars. So to him it was like, oh, that's kind of annoying, but shouldn't that. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh even then I'm sure attorney per hour attorney fee, it was quite a bit in nineteen ninety one. Still
0: baking bread for yeah. sure.
1: Um so Jerry approached him for a second time in April, 1991 and said, um, this time I wanted to, he was like, I just need you to give me a little more money. And (laughs) Ernie was like, okay, well, before I do that, I want to see some trading results. I want to see some proof that you've helped people. You've made people money.
0: I like that. Like
1: you've said it, but I want to see the proof.
0: I want to see some uh, charts, graphs.
1: Yep. So when he gives the charts and graphs, um, Ernie's blown away because Jerry has been turning profits at more than eighty percent.
0: Really? Okay. Can we get like this information from a couple different sources instead of like just this construction paper and S- some sharpies <laughs> that you put on? As you can see, this circle here, <laughs> this is all the money I've been making, and that little sliver is the the uh, what I'm not making. So, yeah. as you can see. I'm making a shitload of money for basically everybody that knows me.
1: Well, Ernie's not an idiot, so he decides to contact some of Jerry's former clients, all of whom say, hey, homeboy lost me money. He didn't make 80% more. There was no way he was increasing it.
0: No, no, no. As you can see, here, I'll show you a new chart. You see, this is 100% me getting fucked by (laughs) Jerry. That's you, yeah. That's uh, that's what's going down right now.
1: So that pissed off Ernie. Um, he felt betrayed and swindled by a man he had called Friend. He had uh, he and Jerry were so close that Jerry was even one of the um, authorized people to pick up Ernie's son or or Ernie's daughter from school. Yeah, like they were that close that they were picking up each other's children. Um, he demanded that Jerry return all the money he had borrowed from him, threatened to sue him, and filed a complaint with the federal agency that oversees co- uh, com- the trading, uh, commodity, commodities trading. Trading? Why can't I say that now? Twaiting. Twaiting. Uh, Ernie was, he was paid back some of the money, but... Um, Eventually, it was a total of about 12000 that was still unaccounted for. And uh, Ernie's like, look, I'm not letting Jerry screw anyone else over. So, he sends him a final letter and demands the money. And he says, you either pay it or I'm going to contact the agency and ask them to um, revoke your broker's li- brokerage license. Yeah. And so, um, Jerry ignored the letter. Perfect. Yeah. That's when Ernie sent a letter to Jerry and the agency... And included the original letter and the complaint he wrote. And he stated that Jerry had until September 17th to make restitution. And the agency confirmed that there were only two options for Jerry. Pay up, or you can dispute the letter and we'll go through the trial process and we'll determine if you owe the money. Yeah. And they said, just for your information, a non-response means you lose your license. There that is. Jerry never answered that letter. All righty. Meanwhile... Susan, knowing nothing of the situation with Ernie, obviously, the only thing she knew was something was different with him and Jerry. Um, They no longer saw the other family. They didn't really talk to them. And it's like, okay, well, this is weird. We've been hanging out hard for a couple years now, and they're just gone. Um, So Susan didn't really care, though, because she was completely over the marriage. And a couple weeks after um, Ernie sent Jerry the letter saying, give me my money.
0: Give me my money.
1: Susan told Jerry, I'm done. I want a divorce over it officially.
0: Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Yep. About that same time, Ellen, you remember good old Ellen? She was uh, the second wife. Oh, I remember. Yeah. She calls him and she says, hey, you remember those child support payments that you didn't have to pay for a little while? Well, we're calling in your debts. You need to pay them now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he approaches Susan and says, hey, I need to um, take some money out of your paycheck to pay child support payments to ellen
0: yeah 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 do that
1: yeah, yeah. so uh, about a week or two after that conversation susan receives notification from the um landlord of the office space that he's been renting saying that hey your rent check bounced um and you're three months behind even though susan's parents have been giving him thousands of dollars a month to pay for their you know, rent and all that shit. Yep. So they have a verbal confrontation because Susan's like, "How are you behind? If my parents have been paying, and and what's he say? He starts, you know,
0: getting pissed off.
1: Yeah, like, oh, they lost a check, and you know, there it getting is. pissed yeah, off, yeah, blame, yeah. blame, blame, blame. Yep. Um, the next day, Susan's over it. She goes and files for the divorce. Angered by the fact <laughs> that his wife, quote unquote betrayed him jerry lashes out at her telling her that i hey i contracted a hitman to kill you and then says do you know how much a human life is worth and he says 000. Five thousand dollars is how much a human life is worth and i paid a little extra to make sure they they made it look like an accident
0: he's t- he's saying that he got someone to kill yep. her yep to her yeah
1: to her so she takes the threat seriously files uh, a restraining order against him okay yep so she gets a restraining order against him on September 19th. And that same day, Jerry's computer equipment is repose- repossessed um, because it's rented equipment and he hasn't been paying the bill. Oh, yeah. So that gets wiped. Uh, but Jerry doesn't really care. And he wasn't there for that because he was shopping at a local sporting goods store and purchased six arrows and a crossbow. Jesus. Jesus. His credit cards were maxed out, so he wrote a check for $314.98, even though the check was obviously going to bounce because there's no money in the checking account, but doesn't really matter. The crossbow is the answer to all of his problems. I
0: just need to get that goddamn crossbow. <laughs> then everything will be good.
1: Yep. On September 20th, the next day, Jerry breaks into Ernie's garage and waits. And waits
0: Uh, and waits
1: and waits throughout the entire night until the next day um, when Ernie leaves the house and then comes back. So his wife normally takes the bus. She forgot her change that day. So she missed the bus when she had to go back to get it. So Ernie drove her to work, but the car never came into the garage that he never pulled it all the way in. And so. Jerry breaks into the garage being like, oh, I'm going to like as soon as he comes out. And then it's like 12 hours later, he's still in there waiting.
0: (laughs) It's like Dwight in the box.
1: Yeah, exactly. So finally, finally, Ernie pulls the red Toyota back into the family garage after taking his wife to work at Brown University. And he steps out of the car. Jerry, wearing a black ninja mask.
0: Yes, he is.
1: Pulls back the drawstring and fires as Ernie steps out of his car. The first arrow pierces Ernie in the chest. Fuck. He, uh, it exits out his back. and Damn,
0: it, it goes through it him? It goes
1: through him and into the wall behind him.
0: Holy shit balls. Yep. That's some...
1: High power. Velocity there. As Ernie scrambled to escape and figure out what the fuck was happening, Jerry pulled back the drawstring, fired again, this time hitting Ernie in the butt. Like, directly in the butt. You know, that, like... Don't you hit my butt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, As he fell to the ground, his jaws smash the floor and he breaks a bunch of his teeth. Oh, God damn. Yep. Uh, Doesn't matter. He pulls himself up and tries to run when Jerry shoots the bow again and again, enters through his back, comes out his chest. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ernie is still living off of
0: adrenaline adrenaline
1: at this point he's on the move somehow manages to climb into the couple's other car which is an um, Audi it's parked in the garage next to the Toyota but Jerry's right behind him this time he's armed with a crowbar and uh he smashes Ernie's skull in
0: god damn
1: um it's enough force when he hits Ernie's skull that the arrow that's in his chest pops out holy shit ernie's finally dead wow yeah wow jerry's ecstatic because in his mind the murder put it into the complaint um helped him avoid whatever financial crisis he would face by losing his license but oh yeah
0: man Every, everything's gonna be ship shape now
1: yeah um so he does what he needs to do returns to his in-law's house and washes up at the house the home before the when the doorbell rings Uh, He goes out to meet whoever's at the door and it's a sheriff there to serve him the restraining order.
0: Oh, beautiful.
1: Jerry looks at the order, grabs his briefcase, a couple other things and walks out of the house calmly because he's on a path now. Yep. Around 2 p.m. Jerry returns to Ernie's house and places a phone call to the elementary school where Ernie's eight-year-old daughter, Emily, is a third grade student. He identifies himself as Ernie Ernie, he tells school officials that Emily should be allowed to walk home from school that day. But the principal thought this was a little odd. Uh, Ernie and his wife are very strict people. They have a very, you know, it, this is our thing. We never change from it.
0: That is irregular.
1: Yep. Um, so he called the house to confirm the request and there was no answer on the request. The, um, when he called back. And so he talked to Emily, Emily's like, well, I was actually supposed to go to the YMCA today for an after-school program, which my dad should have known. And they don't really have sudden changes because they are strict regiment people. So I don't like, that's weird. And when the principal was like, I feel a little weird about this and I didn't get an answer. So why don't we just, take you on to the YMCA. That's what you were supposed to do. We'll just go there. Good move. So they send her on to the YMCA. Jerry shows up at the school to take Emily home and the principal refuses to release her. He says, um, he says that uh, Jerry was on last year's form, is an alternate alternate person to pick up Emily, but he's not on the list this year. And it was a sudden thing. We yeah, don't have any notice. They haven't been
0: told that you're coming.
1: Yeah. So, eventually, Jerry, in the conversation, learns that Emily's not even there anyway. Um, that's when he drives the blood-spattered Toyota that, you know, Ernie's car that he had gotten well, good. shot in front of. Yeah. He drives that to the YMCA and gets out, tells the program director there that he's there to pick up Emily, but is again refused since no prior arrangements have been made. And Ernie or Alice, which is Ernie's wife, have not called to, to tell anyone this. I mean, again, they just don't release children to whoever.
0: Good chaperones. Yes. Good stuff.
1: Jerry left, but about a half an hour later, someone called to the YMCA, identifying themselves as Ernie. I'm um, saying Jerry Hightower will be picking up Emily, and he'll have my ID. Is proof of this authorization.
0: Um, like, and that's not going to look weird to the to the woman at the YMCA. Like, hey, I'm here to get her. No, I, I would need to hear from the parent. Half hour later. Hey, sorry Yeah, this dirty. Uh, he's gonna come here. He's got my ID. All right, sounds sounds really good and not weird at all.
1: Yep. Hey, I'm back. Either way. Did you get the
0: call? I heard he called.
1: I heard he called. Either way, this time it worked and Emily was allowed to go with him.
0: Perfect. Perfect.
1: Around 6 p.m. that same night, Alice, the wife of Ernie and mother of Emily, walked home from the bus stop. Um, It was not her normal routine. This was very odd to her. Normally, Ernie and Emily are there waiting for her in the car so she doesn't have to walk home from the bus stop, but they never appeared. And when that happened, she just said, all right, well, I guess something held them up. I'll walk home and hopefully they're there. God damn. Uh, once inside, Alice, you know, yelled out for Emily and Ernie and got nothing in return. She was like, well, that's odd. She steps inside and within a second of the door being shut, she's rushed by Jerry, who uh, attacks her, takes her down into the basement and ties both her and Emily to a post that's in the middle of the room.
0: And these girls are. How old?
1: Well, Alice is the wife, oh, Ernie's the w- wife.
0: Oh, so he has the wife and, and the, girl. the daughter,
1: who's eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. I would say Alice is probably in her mid forties. Okay. Um, I did not look up an age for her. Uh, he, yeah. So he tied her, tied them to the a pole, a post in the middle of the room. Um, the only escape besides the stairs is a single small window, which is high on the one wall, like the far wall. So it's you know, p- pretty good place to keep somebody because it's hard to get out of yeah he gags them so no screams can be heard and he tells them um i have to run to the bank it's closing soon stay here ha ha ha
0: stay here yeah
1: he rushes to the bank where he cashes a $2,700 check and 11 minutes later he goes and deposits 800 of it in his personal account and buys $1,800 uh an $1,800 cashier's check um, which he makes out to his landlord to cover the back rent and, and you know have a small amount of spending cash. So he's just Jesus. covering debt with money that's not his, yep. pretty much.
0: Over and over and over and over and, and over again. He
1: also goes to Sears and buys some new clothes using one of Ernie's credit cards. There you go. Um, he goes Got to
0: gear up yep. for no reason.
1: Yep. He goes back to Ernie's house and he listens to the uh, recorded um, voicemails for the day for the family there were many of them um, one of them burned him and another one discur- disturbed him the one that burned him was his landlord gossip gossiping to ernie that the police had been by the office that morning looking to serve divorce papers to jerry so it's just some dude being like i fucking hate jerry yeah. And then the second one was one of Ernie's pals. Um, he was calling to confirm a, a meeting for the next morning with Ernie. And Jerry obviously needed to do something about that because Ernie obviously wasn't going to make that meeting.
0: But hey, it's Ernie. I'm not going to make it.
1: Yeah. Well, sounds good, pal. Sounds good. You don't sound like Ernie at all. Uh, but uh, there was time for that. It's 10 p.m. He's tired. Jerry lays down on the couch of Ernie and Alice's, uh, the couch in Ernie and Alice's living room. I said that wrong, but whatever. And falls asleep. Beautiful. Yeah. Around 7 a.m. the next morning, September 21st, he makes Alice call the friend of Ernie who had been, you know, planning the meeting. He She tells him... Uh, Ernie's mother is seriously ill, and he's not going to be able to attend um, whatever you guys had planned. After that phone call, Jerry drugs Alice and Emily with sleeping pills, strangles Alice with her own scarf, and then buries Emily alive. What? Yes.
0: So she he kills the mom by strangling her? Mm-hmm.
1: Kills the mom. And
0: then just, like, throws the girl in a hole?
1: So he... Ba- he, he, he I'm not sure when this happened, but at some point he digs two holes. He puts Ernie in one. He puts Emily in the ground alive, buries her, and then puts Alice's body on top.
0: Okay. And then buries that. So it's like he's got like, let's say he has like a four foot hole. Mm -hmm. He puts her in there alive, Mm -hmm. throws dirt on top of her for like a couple feet or a foot or two or whatever, and then throws the mother in that same hole and then covers that up. Yeah. Holy shit!
1: Yeah, terrible, uh, like, terrible man.
0: Um, at least the girl would have died before having her corpse mom like th- just tossed on top of her. Oh yeah. If we're looking for the a sliver of
1: of uh, of. Yeah, where um, it could
0: have just been a, a hair worse because that's what I was thinking. Like he threw her in there and then just threw the the dead mom on, on top, top of the girl her. and then just started throwing dirt. So you yeah. have your dead mother
1: like crushing you, crushing you, yeah. and
0: now you're watching the sunlight just fade away yeah. with every mound of dirt. Yeah, um, the scariest way to die.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Ever. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, what like, what like I get like okay. you 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 don't have money i gotta keep doing this i gotta keep moving i gotta keep moving I, i gotta do this thing to get that money you know i gotta do this i gotta bamboozle these people i gotta take this shit where did murdering a little girl come into your head
1: this this is where it came in it's like what i'm about to tell you
0: holy fuck
1: yeah yes yeah it's terrible it's really terrible and not
0: only that in an awful way yeah, i mean there's terrible, no good way to murder a no, little but girl like but it, burying her alive so she's horrified it's not even like you just kill her like oh she's dead but she is the most scared she's ever been her entire life as she she's dies. about to die it's yeah. like,
1: she, and she has no comprehension of what's it's happening just to it her. makes
0: oh that poor girl
1: yeah yeah it's it's a little hard to uh even care about the rest of the story oh um, the next day, Jerry goes shopping again, but this time he purchases a scrub brush, brush hose, bottle of uh, muric acid, a 50-pound bag of lime, obviously to... Psycho. ...clean up the crime scene. Yeah.
0: Gone full psycho now.
1: <coughs> September 22nd, two days after the murders, uh, Jerry drives the blood-strained Toyota to Ernie's sister's house. Ernie's sister's name is Christine. She lives in Connecticut. There, Jerry tells Christine... That Ernie has been kidnapped by the mob mafia uh, and that um, Alice and Emily have as well. The kidnappers also have taken Susan and his children and they've left Jerry with ransom demands. This shot Christine, who didn't know of any ties to the uh, mob or mafia that uh, Ernie would have. Yeah,
0: no one else knows that either.
1: No, Um, but Jerry insisted that it's true and to prove it, he pulls out Ernie's uh, leather wallet which contains his ID.
0: Look, this proves it somehow. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and a pair of rings that belong to Alice.
0: Totally. Also, the mob bought me all these new clothes. Don't you like them? (laughs)
1: Yeah. For the next five and a half hours, uh, Ernie elaborates on the tale, tells Christine that um, the kidnapping was a result of some bad investments that Jerry had made with mafia money and that the um, mob wanted their money back and had kidnapped the six people to make sure they got it. And Freedom was a high price, $300,000. Jerry said that he could raise 225000 if Christine could come up with the rest. Well, obviously, Christine was skeptical of this story. And so Jerry took her and her husband outside to show them the Toyota, which she knew was her, her brother's. And he shows her the back seat, which is soaked in blood. It's like,
0: yeah, okay, you have his wallet and his bloody car. It just seems like you've murdered my brother.
1: Yeah, well, and that's what they were saying. They're still suspicious because the blood in the back of the car looked a lot more than what they were saying Ernie's injuries were. Um, and so... Her, she has her husband photograph Jerry, except his American Express card is an offer of proof of his good intentions. And, but she's still like, she's still just like, I just don't think so. So they entertain the conversation a little bit. Um, and Jerry goes to leave and she calls the FBI.
0: Ah. Because
1: she's like, something here is not
0: right. Weird. Yeah.
1: So after she calls the FBI, I think Jerry... Must have gotten a uh, sixth sense of like, I don't think she bought my story. Because <laughs> he calls back a little while later and tells her, no need to ra- <laughs> no need to raise any money. I'll do it myself. It's fine. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it.
0: And the FBI, the FBI, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't, you don't tell them to not worry about it either. Yeah. Tell them tell yeah. them to just not worry just, about it. If
1: you, if you called someone, just call them back. Tell them not to worry about it. Yeah, no, no, it's just, yeah. Yeah, so um, Christine, yeah, so she calls she's obviously like still on the phone call or on the conversation with the FBI telling them everything. And Jerry's driving through the center of town when, um, of course the cops are on high alert for him. So uh, an officer catches sight of the red Toyota, pulls him over They stop him, make him get out of the vehicle. When they search the vehicle, they find the crossbow in the trunk, a kitchen knife, an empty um, empty 50-pound bag of lime, and lots of blood. They arrest him on September 23rd, which is the same day that a letter is mailed to the agency withdrawing Ernie's complaint against Jerry, saying, Hey, no, 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 don't, don't revoke his license. It's fine. I'm Ernie.
0: Oh, is that when they get it? We're fine. Yeah. Hi, this is Ernie, officially.
1: Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah, obviously forged by Jerry. Um, He was charged when the authorities uh, have him under arrest. He's charged with um, uh, extortion. Another murder. Another murder. Well, they don't know murders happen I know, I know. And he's held for questioning on the disappearances of Ernie, Alice, and Emily. But without bodies, the police couldn't do more than be suspicious, basically. He's suspicious. Uh, Jerry tells authorities that he received a threat from an associate of a New England crime boss and that they have tapped his phone and threatened to kill his family because he's unable to pay back mafia money he had invested.
0: Yes, they have tapped this. Yes.
1: (laughs) Over the next month, police search um, by ground and air for any signs of Ernie, Alice, or Emily. Uh, Eventually, about a month later, or so after the searches started their bodies are discovered one early morning by a woman walking her dog how the, like the
0: Oh, uh, yeah, like really shallow they graves. They were
1: shallow graves. Um they were buried about a half a mile away from their home. Damn. Yeah. Um it was on the grounds of an old school.
0: Oh, that's why I was under the impression it was at the house. That's why I, I thought like, it was at this the house woman too. walking through their yeah, yard. No, no,
1: no. I um I forgot that it wasn't at the house. That makes um, way more sense. Yeah, but the discovery of the bodies mm. didn't phase Jerry who Though he was not telling authorities anything, uh, you know, more, he's just sitting in his jail cell saying the same story. Like the, the mafia did it. What name the, the mafia? Did. I'm yep. a doctor. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He began writing anonymous letters from his jail cell asserting his innocence. Um, the letters were signed by Lynx, and they claimed that the murders were retaliation for the theft of $2 million, which his story did change a little bit. He says Ernie stole from the mob, and. Um, the letters said a lot of other things more and more little comments little comments eh. um but what they did was they also contained details that only the killer would know so it's like well he's writing these to it, you know to prove his innocence but yeah. he's also giving he's the also authorities just, more fuel for their fire yeah, kind
0: of fucking himself yeah. which is Just great.
1: Yep. So the letters stated that Jerry was set up because he was essentially in the wrong place at the wrong time. That he had stumbled upon the men as they searched Ernie's home and became an unwilling accomplice when they uh, threatened the lives of his own wife and children. But authorities were not convinced of the letter's uh, validity, and they the
0: validity committee.
1: Yep, and they um, especially knew that it was a ruse when a fellow inmate um, that Jerry had been trying to get to help him to with... so
0: just 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 give him like twelve grand or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: he contacted the FBI and was like, "Hey, this
0: motherfucker's crazy."
1: <laughs> yeah. So the evidence was presented at um, trial in March of 1993, and it was overwhelmingly. Not in Jerry's favor. No, Jerry. Yep. Come on, Jerry. Uh, so Obviously, with a mountain of evidence against him, no one thought that he would take the stand, but he did. (laughs) He was eager to tell his story. Let me break it down for you. (laughs) His lawyer couldn't even deter his client, and his attorney was quoted as saying, my only hope is that the jury will find him innocent by reason of insanity.
0: Yeah, I don't really know. My client is on autopilot. Yes. I told him no. He said Here's a story. <laughs> yes. Yikes.
1: So one day after the case went to the jury, Jerry, at the age of 42, was convicted of the murders. Uh, as Rhode Island is not a death penalty state, he was sentenced to life in prison. Beautiful. Yeah. So that's uh that's the end of the tale of Dr. Jerry. I
0: wonder if Dr. P.P. likes <laughs> jail.
1: <laughs> Probably not. I'm sure he um I'm sure his wartime stories don't really work there. God,
0: I bet he's like already in debt to people for, like, soups and Snickers bars oh and shit. God. He's like, hey, man, you said, like, I give you debt. 10 Snickers bars and you give me 50 in, like, a month? Time to pay, bitch. It's been two months. What are we doing? I need my soups. I soup. need them soups. Yeah. What's up with them soups, playboy?
1: Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, he's someone who... Because you
0: know that's just the way he rolls, so he's trying to bamboozle people in there, too.
1: Yeah, he's not very good with money.
0: I hope his butthole is getting ravaged in there. Yeah. Just... All kinds of weird, non-circular, dry things getting shoved in it. Yes. I, we can only pray.
1: Yes. Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you buried an eight-year-old alive. You buried an
0: eight-year-old. Um, not. Not cool, bro. Not cool ever. I mean,
1: it's bad enough you killed the other two.
0: Yeah, but again, it's like shooting an eight-year-old in the head, slitting an eight-year-old's throat. These are all quick Oh my god, I'm so scared! Uh, and it's over. This that is the most fucking horrifying thing. I like, oh, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, it's like you're pun you're punishing her before you kill her. Yeah. Here it's- you go. Be horrified.
1: Yeah, it's the worst. Oh,
0: and then here you go, A little slow death for you. Yeah. You're just gonna, he was gonna, you're gonna run out of air.
1: Yeah. Enjoy that.
0: Yeah, enjoy that.
1: Yeah. Um. So fuck you, Jerry.
0: Super fuck you, Jerry. Really hoped you're getting. F- fucked by just uh, anything yeah i hope like someone's all, all like things. put a fucking lunch tray up in that bitch yeah yeah, yeah definitely. whatever you can find
1: definitely um so that's it god
0: oh did he kill his first wife
1: no oh okay. uh <laughs> sorry i was thinking susan uh the asian my thought is uh, yes She was asian right y- of asian descent was oh. all i could could find okay um the thought is yes. There's no proof that she... All all that there ever has been about her is that she disappeared. Well,
0: that happened very fast. So like, yeah, you got married, the ring. Uh, and, but she left her ring behind. has gone, and he's got the ring. Yeah. Oh, well, what happened with that wife? Oh, I don't want to just forget him. I, I didn't... Uh, wife number two.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's On pretty her. much... Like, yeah, but we're talking
0: about one. I don't... Forget about it. It
1: seems like she was here, Um. and they fell in love, and he realized he was like, oh, I'm going to marry her. And then was like, oh, I don't need this baggage. And then, yeah, took care of it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I had that in the back of my mind the whole time because you, you just mentioned it so I fast. Mean, and I was like, I'm waiting for you at the very end. like,
1: and he killed her too. Yeah, I mean, there's no... The, he's never confessed to it. And yeah. there's never been any proof that there was uh, anything with her.
0: But you know what? Also, he probably would have had some of her friends... If she went missing, they'd probably be like, well, she was married to a guy for like four hours. Yeah. And then wasn't. So you might want to go ask him some questions. So I feel like he probably would have gotten like um, wrapped up in an investigation if she went missing. If she went missing. yeah. So maybe he didn't kill because that's all we see him doing is covering his tracks. And this whole story is like, oh, fuck, like they are supposed to meet and go fishing tomorrow. Like, hey, call this motherfucker. Tell him he's not going to come fishing tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Um, my thought is that he did it, but that he was very good at the first one.
0: Yeah. Or she had zero friends and family.
1: Either that or that, that's the thing is maybe she just, there wasn't even enough time for her to tell anyone, Hey, I met and married a dude. For sure. And then she goes missing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's it. He sucks. Um,
0: (laughs) Roger that. Yeah. Double 10 Roger that.
1: Yes. Uh, so social media is just Murdup Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
0: Murduppodcast.com. dot
1: um, The email address is Murduppodcast at gmail If you'd like Bada-bing. to, uh, you know, s- chat or talk about how Jerry sucks more, or, talk some shit. Uh, if you have a suggestion of a story or yep. something like that, um, I had some people ask about my personal Instagram. I don't. I don't promote myself because. Not I mean it's on there though, right? It if is If you go to Up, yours is tagged on there. Uh don't look at the profile. So it's just uh Ms. Murd. Yeah, yeah. M S Murd.
0: Ms. Mud. Um
1: and we are this week will be our first week putting out the um paid second episode
0: the first one. Uh well i uh, oh, sorry, I meant second episode of the week.
1: Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, I was like <laughs> And it oh. is a episode yeah, It'll be the paid-isode. first
0: payday sode.
1: Yeah. It'll be the first paid episode. It'll be the second episode of Murda per week.
0: Of the week, yeah. Yeah,
1: so... And we're um, shooting
0: for Thursdays? Thursdays. The third day. The
1: third day, <laughs> yeah. So that's all... Um. That's going to be a link on the website to get to that since it's behind a paywall. Um, but it'll be
0: easy to find. Yeah, it's super easy to find. And, easy yeah. to find. We'll, we'll be posting about it and, you know, we'll be posting about it and putting shit up just mm-hmm. like any other episode. So yeah. if you see it and... Looks like a case you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Have at her. Yeah. Also, at least for like probably the first four or five episodes, I'm going to throw a mix on the end of it yeah. just to sweeten the deal. Yeah. Um, but then I'll probably be out unless I start making more. So. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, like if I get some good feedback, which I, I think I've gotten a little bit from yeah. the first one that I put out. Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get on the ball and put yeah. some... Make some more.
1: Yeah. So um, that'll be out. Uh, there'll be information on the website, which is just murdupodcast.com. Um If you have questions, you can always email me or DM me on social media. Um, and I think that's it.
0: That is it. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to promote Throne Thugs, our other podcast about Game of Thrones, because it's ending today. Yeah. But
1: if you... If you've been on board with us, yeah.
0: thanks for that. Yeah. And... Um, and since this is out on Monday, I hope you aren't one of the people that just fucking hates Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know what, dude? I'm probably not even going to fucking watch the last episode. All right, man. Have fun being a little pouty fucking bitch over there in the corner while we're all enjoying the ending to the greatest TV show to ever happen. Yeah. Um, whether you like it or not, it's still the ending. You don't want to watch it? God damn. Yeah. You know what? I fucking hate all the new Star Wars movies. But since that the one coming out is the last one of like this, all the ones to do with Skywalker and Mm -hmm. all that bullshit This saga, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, because it's just the last, last one. And I fucking hated the last two that came out. Yeah, but whatever. So anywho, that's closing. I hope that you guys liked it. I hope you had a fun party. Um yeah, yeah I, I i'm excited so yeah
1: yeah so we'll uh we'll have a couple more episodes about that just the wrap-up of the series yeah we're gonna do stuff.
0: one last um one last episode covering the episode mm-hmm. and then we're gonna do one uh, uh one last just covering one last exhale and yeah. holy shit yeah for the whole 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 thing yeah. so there that is so
1: join us for that join if you us. listen to or into game of thrones and that
0: will be coming to a close But holy shit. Yeah. There it
1: is. That's it. Woo. Uh,
0: Hope you had a good weekend. And I hope you have a good week. And your Monday goes by quickly. And you enjoyed this. And thank you. And we'll see you at the
1: next one. Yeah. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.